The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you to all of you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us. And thank you so much for liking our Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook. And also, I'm just delighted to get your emails. Thank you for letting me know how things are going for you in your spirituality and recovery journey. Thank you so much also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community, your unity community, your other uh, recovery and uh, spiritual communities, people, your friends and family, thanks for letting them know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. I love broadcasting on the topic of spirituality and recovery right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And it's so great to hear from you and to know that the guests that we have here on Spirit of Recovery are making a difference in your life. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative. Our guests are always either people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. And we're bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen um, via your computer, via your smartphone. You can listen live or you can listen on demand. we got lots of great archives. You go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery. So uh, we're grateful that you're listening and hope that you'll um, listen a lot and, and be inspired by what's happening here. I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone who has the disease of addiction and you may be in recovery yourself as a family member or friend or you may or may not be in that or your your loved one may or may not be in recovery, whatever your situation is, we're very glad that you're here, glad that you're listening. You're an important part of our listening audience and we welcome your participation. We want you to know also that if you'd like to help financially support Spirit of Recovery and the other great programs on UnityOnlineRadio.org, you can do that very easily. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone and you can make a one-time or a recurring financial contribution and that is helps to support the programming here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And over 33 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And since that time, my walk has been and continues to be an integration of unity and recovery principles, and that keeps transforming my life in very deep and rich ways. So I am delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you, to bring you great guests, and to hear what's happening for you in your recovery and spirituality walk. Today, our topic is women in recovery, growing through long-term sobriety. 
And, you know, in recovery process, again, whether you're a family member in recovery as a family member or whether you're a person that has uh, addiction to a substance or uh, behavior, we know that continued growth in recovery means that we grow emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. And that is what enriches that long-term recovery. When we're in recovery and we want to keep growing, the stance that we have is to invite challenge in our lives, invite ourselves to expand rather than just settling for some kind of, you know, a a rut or for being comfortable, but rather we're challenging ourselves and that's going to generate the joy that makes our own lives worth living and and exciting and filled with promise and it also attracts other people to recovery. Today my guest is Joyce E. and Joyce is a woman in long-term sobriety. She first engaged uh, the recovery process as a family member and that was about 30 years ago and after some years in that process as a family member she came to realize that she also had an addiction and she'll be sharing some things about that with us today and she was willing to step into another recovery process another recovery program and she's been engaged in that for 23 years she uh, is a retired school counselor and she found that not only did her recovery uh, bring and continues to bring lots of joy and happiness and freedom to her but it uh, made her more effective as a school counselor it uh, has brought a lot of light into her family and into her community so today Joyce is going to share with us about her process about what it is that uh, keeps her in long-term recovery and maybe some of those unique things that are uh, special to women in recovery so Joyce welcome to the spirit of recovery well thank you very much Glad Glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, honored to have you. Would you share with us a little bit about how you entered into the recovery process in the first place? Again, about 30 years ago, I think. How'd you get involved? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I had been married twice, uh, both times to uh, abusive alcoholic men and... um, Anyway, uh, I had two children by the first husband, and um, anyway, I started drinking as a rebellious teenager when I was uh, around 16, and uh, getting into these kinds of relationships just escalated that, Uh, but I used to always think the problem was my ex-husbands, or my husbands, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then as my uh, son grew into teenaging, he started... uh, going the same way I did, and I got worried about that. And uh, as time went on, uh, as a professional in the education field, we were encouraged to uh, get into advanced trainings for a variety of things that would enhance our our basic programs, uh, whether it's a bachelor's degree or master's degree, which I have. And uh, consequently, one of the things that I decided that I would pursue because of kids that I was working with uh, was um, the, um, addictionology, which is uh, drug and alcohol uh, studies. And the effects, that it, it affects everything, uh, the physical being as well as the spiritual being, as well as the uh, well, the mental health being as well as family relationships, social relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when I was in those studies, I got, I developed an awareness like, oh, maybe I fall into one of these categories. And so still being in uh, denial, I took myself into Al-Anon and uh, which is a support group for family members and friends of people who are alcoholic. And uh, anyway, I uh, I learned a great deal through Al-Anon and, uh, about my control issues and my manipulation issues, and those were all because of the, the, the bottom line was that I didn't feel strong. I didn't feel... Uh, like I was in control, and so I had to do all these ridiculous, stupid things uh, to try to make myself feel like I had some kind of power in this world. 
And um, anyway, so seven years goes along, and I'm in Al-Anon. I also go to, went to a, uh, ACOA, which is alcoholic, uh, say children of uh, say adult children of alcoholics. And my parents weren't alcoholics. Uh, they didn't even drink. Uh, once in a while, uh, a, a neighbor would bring a six-pack of beer over, and they might split one just to be uh, polite. Uh, but uh, this was not traditional in my family at all, going back grandparents or aunts or uncles. Um, anyway, it was just amazing. Um, but uh, this is a very uh, deceptive, sneaky disease, and uh, once it grabs hold of us, as many of us know, I mean, it's it's got us by on the short leash. And it leads us all over the place, that uh, that uh, addiction, and it controls our lives. Well, I um, in Al-Anon, like I said, I, I also joined ACOA. I joined Women Who Love Too Much to help me understand better about um, man-woman relationships. And anyway, I did a lot of putzing around, uh, but there was, there was something missing. So I made uh, a leap of faith, and I went to um, um, an AA meeting. This is suggested for uh, Al-Anon members, but uh, because I wasn't an alcoholic, you know, I didn't need to go. Why would they want us to do that? I mean, it just didn't make sense. It was silly. (laughs) And uh, so I finally got brave enough to go, and I went in. And I uh, listened, and I discovered that uh, what I call that was the piece of my puzzle that was missing. Mm-hmm. And um, consequently, I have been in AA ever since. So I had those seven years in Al-Anon, and uh, then I have got 23 years in AA. And... Um, Anyway, I uh, I don't see any other way of life. I mean, it's it's become a way of life um, instead of um, having to worry about being fired from my job or uh, humiliated by being called on my indiscretions uh, and that sort of thing. I. Uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Instead of uh, making up stories and being dishonest and such, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, that's over and done with. And uh, people say, oh, you know, forgive yourself and forget. Well, forgive myself, I did finally do. But forget? Never. The... Uh, the um, if I forget, I'm liable to have a relapse. And so remembering uh, what I went through, and I put myself through it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else did. And this is a self-inflicted, and uh, nobody held a gun to my head. Nobody uh, forced me. I mean, it was, it was there, mm-hmm. and uh, I did it. So anyway, I... Uh, uh, well, my home group meeting was at the church that you uh, officiated at in um, Olympia, if I can be that open. And uh, anyway, a, a number of our members went to the uh, Unity Church because it dovetailed so beautifully with the AA program. And I have actually wondered sometimes, Anna, if... Um, if in in fact uh, there was a kind of some kind of an affiliation uh, between the founders of the uh, Unity Christian Church and the AA Fellowship that, that started way back when, and uh, you know I don't know and I haven't found any research to you know confirm that, but that I think it's because the f- uh, philosophy is so. A parallel, and it's um, it gives us healthy tools to work with. It simplifies our life, and uh, it's one of 
service rather than expectations of being served. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, there is not any official affiliation, but the but what my understanding, and there's a you know I don't know all the history, but there was some kind of an uh, uh, some of the early AAs were reading some of the same uh, literature that the people that co-founded Unity were, some of the transcendentalists and um, that type of thing. So there was an openness about spirituality that's common to both uh-huh. Unity and to the to Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So some. Yeah, yeah. Just that, just an opening up of kind of trying to understand spirituality, maybe as a as a deeper personal experience rather than just an outer religious form. Although certainly the AAs did definitely um, talk to and and had affiliation with you know the Oxford Group, which was a religious oh, yeah. movement, and and all of that, and and some Catholic priests, Father Dowling, and diff- different things mm-hmm. like that. So they, but what they were doing, I think, my understanding is that the early AAs were. In, even in, as they engaged with religion, what they were looking for was the depth of spirituality to look beyond, to, you know, appreciate the formal outer, but to look deeper than that into what's the real spiritual meat of any of these paths and to take that, I think, to use for the 12 steps. Right, because, yeah, I, I firmly believe there is that, that God element in all of us. And uh, one of my young friends um, in the program um, mentioned one uh, evening uh, when he was speaking that uh, um, when we're uh, born, we're born perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is as creator, you know, wanted us to be and expected us to be. And it is our doings in our lives that divert from that and set us off on these other tracks. And um, anyway, coming back uh, into AA, he likened it to being reborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I've got a raspy throat. I've had laryngitis, so I'm sounding kind of funny here. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, in any case, um, I thought that was a, a, a just a, a very important and eye-opening observance from this young man. And uh, I, I, looking around the room, I I noticed people looking at each other like, yeah, you know, that aha Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that. It's true. It's true, you know, and and a lot of people will say uh, that, Engaging with recovery, engaging with the twelve steps is a is is that is a rebirth. It's a, it's a real awakening. Uh-huh. It's a real like oh, I get it. You know about my spiritual life, and it becomes meaningful to them. Some sometimes for the first time, or sometimes in a depth that they'd never experienced. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, leaving the uh, the the, the you know, leaving our history behind, living in the present, um, and uh, being open to receiving inspiration and guidance. Uh, every morning, I uh, uh, anyway, my ritual uh, is to um, go through a period of prayer and meditation, and uh, I still use the. Um, um, Unity booklet today's um, word mm-hmm. or the daily word, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I have uh, quoted some things in it that are so uh, parallel to some things that are in the uh, booklet um, that the AA people promote uh, called the daily uh, reflections. Right. And, Hold uh, on to that thought. It's time for our break. And when we come back, gotcha. I want to hear about that, about those parallels, because that's very, that's neat. I love it. So uh-huh. our topic today is women in recovery, growing through long-term sobriety. My guest is Joyce E., who is a woman in long-term sobriety. And uh, she is sharing with us 
what that means to her and how she lives that and keeps growing. We'll be right back. Stay with us here on Spirit of Recovery. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And our topic today is Women in Recovery, Growing Through Long-Term Sobriety. My guest is Joyce E. Joyce is a woman in long-term sobriety. She was um, involved and engaged in recovery as a family member for seven years, and then through that came to face her own uh, addiction to alcohol. And so she's been engaged for another 23 years in that recovery. So she's been involved in this recovery process and working at a wonderful program for 30 years. And Joyce is sharing with us about how it is that her willingness to keep developing herself on deeper and deeper levels and engaging herself, facing her life, is bringing her happiness and freedom and is giving her uh, great effectiveness uh, with her family, with her community, and as a retired school counselor, really, really um, enhanced her effectiveness in that job as well. And she meant a lot to a lot of students and families and continues to mean a lot to her family and to those in her community. Before Joyce and I get back to our discussion, I'd like to invite you to join me for a brief moment of meditation in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to relax, to be aware of your breath, to feel relaxation as it moves from the crown of your head and allow your whole body to relax and share with me this constructive idea. I am a wholly loved and wholly good expression of God and I discover that truth more and more each day I am a wholly loved and wholly good expression of God I discover that truth more and more each day 
And now we relax for a moment in the quiet. friends for joining me in the serenity minute and i trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax to share this constructive idea and make conscious contact with that loving higher power as you understand it now i'm back to my discussion with my guest joyce e and talking about women in recovery growing through long-term sobriety so, Joyce, before the break, you were um, talking about the parallels between our unity principles, our unity spiritual principles, and the um, principles of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, you were sharing with us a bit about the Daily Word, which is Unity's daily reader, daily magazine, and the AA daily reader. So, you said you make, make direct parallels. Tell us more about that. Well, um, I have re- been... Uh subscribing to the Daily Word uh, ever since I uh, became a member of uh, the Unity Church. And uh, it was very convenient because uh, the, my home group meeting was in that same building. But there were, there were a number of us um, that had that home group that came to um, church meetings also and other church functions. But uh, the... Um, I made copies of the um, principles that we learn in AA uh, through practicing the steps, and there's 12 steps, uh, and, and one of the principles is to keep it simple, and so 12 is a nice small number. Uh, the principles that we adhere to are honesty, <clears throat> excuse me, honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, brotherly, sisterly love, justice, perseverance, spirituality, and service. Now, uh, I, in my um, time in unity, I have found those principles to be practiced and preached, if you will, taught, uh, you know, through... Everything through actions, through sermons, through uh, our music, through uh, service, through everything, and so you see. Excuse me, how I see those parallels, and then um, this is something that I I don't know your listeners have been introduced to, but uh, the promises of AA are um, if we stick with the program and practice the principles, the steps, and the, uh, excuse me, and the uh, traditions in our program, uh, then we get to enjoy these promises. And uh, we are told that if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, and that means regularly going to meetings, regularly speaking uh, in the meetings, regularly sharing, uh, also regularly uh, talking with our sponsors, um, and these people are mentors. Uh, they help us walk through the program, uh, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But in any case, um, it, it varies with the individual, and it is all so personalized. I mean, it's, there, there is no one way or one right way to do it. Uh, as many personalities as there are, there are that many ways to walk through and um, learn this positive, healthy, um, spiritual side of life. But as it goes on, if we're painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. And uh, we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And and that is very true. A, a, a freedom and a happiness that I had not known before because I was, a like I said, a slave to my alcoholic habits. I was... Uh, 
always looking for a way to drink. Anyway, we will... The, the promises go on to say that we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. And um, anyway, I don't regret the past because I learned a lot of things that I should not be doing in my life if I were going to live healthy and happy and to live a life and to be able to nurture and enjoy my children. Um, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And that has been so true. Um, sharing my experiences has given uh, younger people in the program, and they don't necessarily mean age younger, but younger in the program, uh, but hope that, oh, my God, you know, if that woman has been through that and has taken herself through that, then I can grab hold and I can come up out of this uh, swamp also. And then the feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. And that was such a wonderful relief. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. And thus, we live a life of service. The self-seeking will slip away. This is not about me. It's about uh, what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Uh, mine changed from a very uh, negative, uh, destructive, uh, you know, self-seeking, self-serving um, woman to uh, somebody who gets great joy out of serving others. Uh, I mentioned on a joy a little earlier that. Um, Anyway, I enjoy giving because in giving there is receiving. That uh, the receiving and it feeds the the spirit, it feeds the soul. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, our whole outlook will change. Anyway, fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. And that is true. Um, When I came here, I had 200 and $56.74 to my name, (laughs) and uh, I had to borrow money to live on the first month I was here. Well, I got that paid back right away, and it's just been an uphill ascent ever since. I now uh, have my own home, uh, which I had built. It's a custom-built home. I uh, paid, was able to pay cash for my car, uh, and this is all because of the wisdom that I gained about how to conduct my life, not only uh, financially, <clears throat> excuse me, but also being reliable and responsible as an employee, as a friend, etc. And then uh, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. And this I attribute to the, uh, the Creator speaking to me. And that kind of wisdom, that kind of guidance, um, I get through asking for guidance for a creator to channel his wisdom through me or her wisdom through me. Um, And when I have situations which are challenging, I ask for, uh, uh, I, I pray before I go into the situation asking for for guidance and inspiration. And uh, anyway, uh, Creator has never failed me. Mm -hmm. Let's see. um, We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And uh, that is such a, a comforting secure place to be in my life. Um, and I didn't doubt him before. It's just that I grew up in kind of the old-time religion type of thing where it was hellfire and damnation and a lot of guilt-stroking, a lot of shaming and that sort of thing. And that and that actually drove me away from the organized religion. And uh, so to find unity 
with its acceptance and love and uh, build pe- building people up as opposed to tearing them down was something that really attracted me. And I find that in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous also. And uh, at the end of the promises, it says, are these extravagant promises? And we think not. Uh, they're being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But they will always materialize if we work for them. And the thing is, if we don't work for the good, then we're going to lapse back into the depths of our despair. And I never want to go back there. So with reading the principles and then the promises, uh, I think anybody who is schooled in... Um, the uh, unity um, church and the unity principles, um, the metaphysical aspect of our belief system um, can see how I see, I, I see these as dovetailing right into, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just enmeshing. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And thank mm-hmm. you. And I'm, and um, yeah, thank you. That's, what a beautiful um, uh, uh, explanation and filling in with your own story of those promises, Joyce. Thank you so much for sharing those. They're, they're beautiful promises, and I love how you really relate to them in such a personal way and, and shared what they mean to you. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I, I can't imagine uh, another way of living I this way of life has brought me so much uh, joy and not the adrenaline kind of highs uh, that, you know, we used to experience from party and hearty, uh, but um, the the simple things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, for instance, I'm a raw count and is a hobby. And uh, my little great granddaughter, she is only two and a half, but uh, she is fascinated with my rocks. And uh, to see her look at them and ooh and ah at them and, and marvel at the wonder. And anyway, the creator created those. Uh, so she is making that connection also. And. Uh, my, my little great-grandsons to watch them uh, oh, run and, and tumble and play. So it's like your spirituality has really made a difference in your family. There it is already what into the third generation. The light that you're shining from Creator is yeah. helping them to make that connection and at such a young age. that That's and, and actually it's the fourth difference. generation. Uh huh. Um, so um, anyway, but they're they're just simple little things like that. Uh, watching the squirrels play out in the backyard, uh, going for a walk, and smelling the air. Uh, where I live, I get really good, beautiful, fresh air, and it's cleansed rather regularly <laughs> by the, the beautiful rains that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, Hiking and and uh, I, I'm close to the ocean. If I want to go, just be awed at the 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 wonders of of that magnanimous, huge body of water with with all of the uh, various elements: the the rocks, the cliffs, the sand, the the waves, uh, just the birds that that come and go. Uh, it's just fascinating. Uh, it's just fascinating. And then if I want to, I can go the other direction. I can go up into the mountains and uh, go climbing and uh, rock hounding. Um, you know, we we do that up in the mountains as well as on the beaches. And uh, nice. so anyway, uh, there's, there's simple joys, but they're not expensive, uh, but they are tremendously rewarding. 
That's great. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. It's time for our break, and uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us on Spirit of Recovery, and uh, we'll hear more from Joyce E. and about the joys of long-term sobriety and paying attention to those simple but very rich aspects of life. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. Reverend Paulette Pipe's voice has been called mesmerizing, the sound of spirit expressing in soothing honey tones. If you're one of the loyal listeners who tune in each week for her program, Touching the Stillness, you already know the power of her meditations. If her programs leave you wanting more, purchase one or both of her meditation CDs, Touching the Stillness, her first CD, and the newly released Resting in Stillness. This latest CD combines Paulette's alchemic voice with an original score by pianist Kelly Hunt and will transport you to a place of divine peace. Enliven your meditations with Reverend Paulette Pipe as your guide and take her soothing voice and peaceful presence with you wherever you go. Get your copy today. Go to www.unity.org and then click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop at the top of the page. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host, and my guest today is Joyce E. Joyce is a woman in long term recovery. She's got uh, had seven years in a program for family members and then an additional 23 in recovery for um, her own alcoholism. So a total of 30 years in recovery. And she's sharing with us what keeps her in long-term recovery and um, the joys of that. So, Joy, before the uh, break, you were sharing with us how rich life is. And, and it sounds like you're so alive and present to uh, the beauties of life and how you share that with your own family, with your grandchildren and Great grandchildren, um, would you um, kind of? I'm going to ask you to loop back a little bit, and I, I know you're a retired school counselor, um, and right. you had shared with me earlier that when you got into recovery, that made a big difference for you in your job and your ability to be helpful to children and to their families. Share a little bit about that with us. How did your being in recovery make a difference for you in that work? It's. Uh brought a whole new dimension to my approach to counseling, uh, as opposed to the theories that we are taught in the formal education process, uh, which work. Uh, but anyway, I also developed uh, a, a reality-based uh, therapeutic approach that seemed to be very, very um, productive for the young well, the young people that with whom I was working, uh, and I worked with parents sometimes too, um, and uh, then I also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, developed what I call um, a, um, a a process of problem solving, uh, as opposed to you know. Um, Okay, you're not a problem kid. You are a kid that's got problems. So let's take a look at, let's define those problems, and then let's work out solutions. What direction do you see your life changing with that? And it would just, but it was uh, a process where I helped them work through. And it's kind of the same thing that I did with myself. It was a process to move from one troublesome area of my life uh, into a productive, meaningful area of my life. And anyway, um, I still, to this day, I've been retired since 2006. Well, actually, another school district had me come back uh, to their school. Anyway, I I retired in 2011. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, I still have... uh, Young people, uh, 
I call them my kids, uh, <laughs> but come up to me in the stores. I meet them I, it, when I'm in other towns in Olympia. I've met them up in Tacoma. I've met them, oh dear, down in Portland. Um, I meet them, of course, all over the area in which I live here. And uh, they they come up and they hug me and they introduce me to their families. Uh, sometimes their their parents um, will acknowledge me and say, "Hey, do you remember us?" and that sort of thing. And that is such a God given gift. Uh, but uh, to see them having been able to get through their problems at that stage in life, get better understanding of themselves as well as the family dynamic, their social dynamics, and then going on to uh, become productive citizens. Uh, I am just so proud of my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, anyway, it's just, uh, it's, it's been a godsend. Right. And I'm sure you, I mean, you made such a difference to them because I, I think with, with your own insights about your own life and, and as you say about how you worked to be productive in your life, you probably, um, gosh, just tripled or I don't know, there's not a number on it, but just really increased your ability to help them understand themselves as good people and, and create solutions. I'm sure you made a big impact. Recognizing the fact, you know, that I, my my folks were perfectly good parents. They were right. really loving, caring, involved, blah, 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 until I got to the point where I, I had to be cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I went off in the other direction. And so understanding that and how that took place, I'm, having had the opportunity to take a look at how that takes place, you know, I was able to better help them understand and um, to, anyway, help them make some choices that got them into a more productive, uh, healthier side of life. And it's, it's been just, a, a, well, like I said, just, just been absolutely wonderful. But I have to admit, too, there were some um, that uh, I, I, no matter what, um, they were bound and determined, and uh, some of the parents were, well, you understand the word enabling or the, the mm-hmm. role of enabling, and there, there's positive enabling and there's negative enabling, and uh, a lot of people don't seem to realize uh, the, the difference and that negative enabling by some parents making excuses for um, you know, overlooking, uh, well, they really didn't mean to, and no, I'm not going to hold them accountable. Uh, it was probably something that somebody else did, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, that denial is probably, the enabling and denial are probably two of the most harmful things that a parent can develop uh, that undermines their child's uh, healthy development. And uh, I... Um, one of my former students um, got into drugs very heavily, and he was doing a trade uh, with some other um, young people that were actually in their early 30s by this time. Uh, but uh, they were doing a trade down here on Highway 3, and... Um, the two that he was to make to make the drug trade, mm-hmm. anyway, shot him, killed him, mm-hmm. and um, that hurts. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so there were some that that just couldn't get past it, and so I I strongly uh, um, recommend for parents to uh, take a look at their relationship with their own child uh, as whether it's not, it's negative enabling and whether they're in denial about the the true things that are going on with their child. I know when I started getting uh, sober and my, my folks had come to the point where they just accepted the fact that I was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, when I started getting, um, um, 
healthy again. They, I mean, it was different for them. And they asked me, what's, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? And I said, it's, it's not what's wrong with me. It's what's becoming right with me. Hmm. And it was at this phase that I uh, made amends to them. And uh, they were just so relieved because they thought it was something that they had done that they had neglected to do to do in their parenting and it wasn't i mean they held me accountable at every step of the way and uh, good for them you know uh they didn't contribute to my uh needing to be a uh, a uh, oh what, what what do you call it um a, a rebel. They didn't. Com- they didn't contribute to that at all. And uh, it was just my own thinking. Uh, my own. Uh, I, I I wanted to be cool, and being cool had a price, and it really cost me. I'm just glad it didn't cost me my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're almost near the end of our time here, Joyce, and um, I want to thank you so much for all that you've shared. What words of wisdom will you leave, leave us with today at, to top off, really, this, the richness of your own recovery and, and what you've shared with us today? What, what are your final words about people that really do want to stay in that long-term recovery and want to keep growing in that joy? What would you say mm-hmm. to them? Uh, I think the most important thing is that a person finds uh, AA meetings that are compatible with their personalities and with their core values and that they go to those meetings. And um, it's it's like air. You can't afford not to breathe. Uh, And... uh, you can a, a person cannot afford not to go to meetings. Uh, I've I've seen some what they call white knuckling alcoholics, and uh, their behavior becomes more and more and more um, risky until they end up going back out. And uh, I have a strong spiritual connection, uh, and I. My choice, of course, I'm very biased towards um, the Unity Christian fellowships, uh, but I um, I just advise people to stay close to the, their Creator, stay close to the Lord. Okay, we're going to have to uh, cut as, it off there, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Joyce, thank you so much, uh, really, and thank you for those truly those uh, beautiful last words. And I am moved by everything that you've shared, and I'm just grateful to know you. And uh, thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for sharing with us. It's my honor. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for being with us today, and uh, have a great week, and stay with us. We'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. 
It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests. Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.